Joyso and welcome to a special episode of the Welsh Music Podcast. I'm James. And I'm Neil. How's it going, mate? Yeah, not bad, thanks. Uh, really exciting episode again. Um, it does really feel that it's been a momentous year in Welsh music. Um, I know you talked about the sort of cool Cymru movement back in the 90s and this a bit of um, banner for everything, but it does feel like there's that real sort of collective enthusiasm and quality of the music, really. Um, just looking through the list now, there's uh, a few bands I don't want to give away to a too much in the episode, but, you know, not featured in our... Um Top uh, three uh, choices, you know, but, you know, uh, Catfish and the Bottle Men did a brilliant album, The Earth, Lost Property, Martin Joseph's folk album, Rusty Shackle, Threat Mantics, and uh, Patrick Jones's political album, Renegade Psalms, brilliant. What, what, what sort of stuff do you love this year? I just love the, the things that Libertino are doing, the Welsh language scene, uh, having that voice again, you know, like Dave mentioned in, in the episode, Cool Cymru, in inverted commas, was underpinned by some great Welsh language bands in the 80s yeah, that absolutely. probably don't get the credit, apart from in Dave's book. And again, we're probably seeing something akin to what we saw with Cool Cymru, but at least this time, more of a bilingual explosion. Yeah, it, it does feel like a real revival. Um, I mean, heading that, I suppose, is Griff Reefs in terms of bilingual albums, but, you know, there's such a breadth of quality in the last sort of year to last 18 months. Adwaith, Los Blancos, uh, Irods, you know, really high quality stuff from the Welsh language, flying the flag. And Alpha, yesterday, third song, um, over a million plays on, uh, on on Spotify for a Welsh language band. Incredi- incredible for a band that's so young, really, as well. Um, hats off to them. Amazing. I saw him at uh, Turu in a club last week, uh, supported by Lewis, who I was impressed with. But Alpha, just, you know, what they can do with two people, similar to the Black Keys and, and the White Stripes. and Yeah, Royal you know, Blood, I suppose, yeah. And Royal Blood, yeah, absolutely fantastic. They're probably fed up with those, uh, comparisons, those comparisons. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, a great year, a great episode. Fantastic to have Dave back on and, and Beth Ann for the first time. Hopefully get her back in next year for a standalone episode. Um, and we've got uh, another surprise episode with Dave coming up in, in the next couple of days, celebrating a, a momentous occasion. In, in Welsh music history past. I hope you enjoy the episode as ever. Um, thanks for your support. Diolch uh, So Bethan, Dave, thank you so much for joining us today. What a fantastic year for, for Welsh music. Not only the uh, the launch of the Welsh Music Podcast, but um, some great moments and albums being released. So we're going to spend a bit of time talking through our favourites today. Bethan, talk about your highlights of the year. Do you know what? Sometimes it's been such a busy year that I forget what's happened at the beginning. And uh, I've had to remind myself in bullet point form of what exactly I've done this year. I mean, a lot of it for me is Horizons related, but we did a gig in the Houses of Parliament. We took artists to Sony Records. We've done Made of Vale sessions. We've done events like weekends and some fagans and just beautiful, beautiful situations and scenarios. I feel like everything has been prolific. You know, the record labels have been prolific. The activity in terms of Welsh artists the gigs, the events, the festivals. I feel like more than ever is going on. Uh, perhaps it is still feels a little underground. You know, there's no one necessarily breaking through. But at the same time, I think back to the beginning of the year when Buzzard were releasing their debut single. Yeah. So, you know, I think because we're so familiar with these artists and scenes, we still forget that that was quite a relatively new thing. We did, uh, yeah, just just Buzzard, Boyazuga, Kate Le Bon, Gweno, Griff all these amazing artists still releasing and gigging and touring on the top level and then all the artists that you see at Toru at Club and the Welsh language labels like Libertino and 
well, not necessarily Welsh language, just the labels, Libertino, Bubble Rap. Yeah, it's been an incredibly prolific year. Yeah, do you think the change in distribution of music that's making that impact? Because there's bands that within one day releasing something and the whole country sort of heard it because everyone's getting on board and you know playing on the radio and these sort of things. Do you think that's something to do with it as well? I think we're moving in the right direction. There's been a lot of companies that have really kind of shone this year. Focus Wales doing more international showcases than ever. Forte Project being really tenacious with their mentoring of the artists um, in South Wales. Um, Definitely Horizons is moving in different directions with the artists. And uh, Peace has been incredibly good for just organising everything, you know, the the tours they've done, the gigs they've done in locations that I didn't even know existed, yeah. um, halls in West Wales, and they've really tapped into an energy that um, seeing artists like Alpha doing gigs and, and even Fleur de Lis in Anglesey and seeing gigs that are really energetic and passionate and um, capturing it. Perhaps this has always been going on, yeah. but just someone that tells you that it's happening um, the distribution, especially for me as a radio presenter, getting those emails every week from new artists, some I've heard of, some I haven't. But, um, again, I, I use the word prolific. When they started, I wasn't expecting an email every week. There's been three or four. So that means new releases every week in the annual calendar. I think that's an incredible achievement. Yeah, Dave, what about you? Everything uh, Baffin said, basically. <laughs> Can I go home now? Dave's going home. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I just concurred. Uh, it's been an incredibly uh, prolific year. I don't think I've ever seen a year where it's been so busy. Um, I put together a piece in the paper every week where I do a Q&A with the bands and uh, called New Wave. And I never had to put out an appeal for bands to get in touch, essentially. Um, I've been doing it for six and a half years, and I think that's pretty incredible that never had to appeal for anybody to get in touch and you know bands come and go of course they do and there's a you know a huge changeover and turnover of bands and musicians who flit in and out of the scene but this year in particular it seems like there's been so much going on and so much great music being played and also i think there's the creation of a, a sort of cohesive cogent music industry in wales a real sense of community you know we're a small country and we do brilliantly at what we do but i think that actually this year has seen everybody come together and work together with each other in a, an enormous sense of goodwill um, to take the scene forward. I think that's been the most encouraging thing for me. Uh, you know, uh, things like the Cultural Welsh Language and Communications Committee, uh, investigation into live music, you know, people like Baffin have, have um, given evidence and that's been great to see because hopefully, you know, and, and hopefully I'd say that um, good things can come out of that. Seen the creation of Cardiff Music Board following the Sound Diplomacy Report into creating Cardiff as a, um, a live music city. We've seen the brilliant activism behind Save Womanby Street and then Guildford Crescent. You know, and obviously not all battles are won, but the presence is keenly felt and... You know, the fight continues. There's a lot of people who feel really passionate about the arts in Wales and want to fight for the continuation of that. So, you know, all in all, I think it's been a tremendous year and just gives you hope and enthusiasm and 
encouragement for the future, essentially. I know people cringe at the term, but could you say it's a cool Cymru 2.0, uh, as we mentioned before? <laughs> and if we can, what can we learn about the, uh, the, the first version? Well, I, I mean, cool Cymru is a much chided sort of term anyway, isn't it? It's a catch-all term to um, a snapshot of a certain point in time in Wales in the 90s where culturally we were at a high point and actually I think there are mirrors um, you know, God I'd hate to call it Cool Cymru 2 or whatever Dave you're going to have to think of a new title Yeah, why don't, why don't we call it uh, Taff Beat Oh you love that, yeah <laughs> I do no, love it never, beat. Didn't quite yeah. catch Well on. Mersey Beat I Yeah mean, exactly you know, uh, Maybe not then Let's maybe make not. it happen I, I, think, I think though there is um, that real sort of collective enthusiasm across the country though where yeah. Despite the sort of toxic political climate nationally, there's a real good, a feel-good factor about um, the Welsh identity at the moment. Uh, there's the independence and Anabuniaeth movement, but above that as well, there's um, you know Wales winning the Grand Slam, the Wales reaching the Euros in the football. There's a yes. rich vein of comedy, but the um, Welsh music, particularly Welsh language music, seems to be having a real sort of renaissance at the moment. I, I think that um, support is key and. We have seen um, organisations that I mentioned earlier, Peace, Forte, Focus, even Horizons, they're all supported organisations that um, include hard-working, passionate individuals, but without that support, it is literally passionate volunteers. So you do need uh, to show a little, you know, the establishment is showing a bit of faith in what people have got to offer. And then these people are kind of just highlighting what the amazing creative artists are doing. And in a way, we're incredibly lucky to be working in the field. But, you know, there's still a lot of hardworking volunteers not getting the support. I'm thinking of people like Ladies of Rage, where they've really given a voice to a part of our society Uh, female-led urban music that covers hip-hop, drum and bass, grime, but also encouraging young artists to take part. I went to one of the funniest things that happened to me this year was going to one of their jam nights. Um, I I think I sort of underestimated how close they were as a community. And even though I was part of the community online, turning up in person is a slightly different (laughs) thing. And finding the place down the back alley, for, for starters, with graffiti everywhere, I was thinking, where have I where have I landed here and then turning up and they weren't expecting me because the person the one person I knew in the flesh wasn't there and you turn up and it was kind of that moment where the vinyl scratched you know and everything <laughs> went quiet and uh, I just went uh, and I, not only that but I dragged five friends along so it was probably a bit like we're being raided guys <laughs> by a middle-aged police officer it was like I did feel a little slightly like uncomfortable they weren't expecting my visit and and thankfully Stagger was there who I did know but I hadn't seen for probably about 10 years I went Stagger help tell these people I'm I'm just interested in what's going on. <laughs> I've never felt so uncomfortable. But I saw firsthand at a showcase they put on how from the youngest artist getting a chance to just have a go on the mic and be really encouraged and supported to those... That, that jam night is just a regular rehearsal. And that's an incredible thing to tell artists, look, you can have a go, don't feel scared, it's a safe community, and the next time you do it, you'll feel braver. And this is just making 
the female urban music scene in, in South Wales and Cardiff just explodes and we're going to see the artists come through in the next few years. That's an incredibly powerful thing that's happened this year. Yeah. Um, and all props to Fionn Wynn and the big gang of uh, girls that have kind of come together. They're a force to be reckoned with by the end of the year, aren't they? Supporting Kate Tempest. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Definitely. So from jam nights to main stage, you know, this has been amazing. And we took two of the artists, Asha Jane and Yasmin, to Great Escape this year. Um, and that's another moment for me was, you know, every year we try and build on what we're doing with Horizons. And we did a two-day showcase with 17 artists from Wales. Now, some of them are just getting a taste of what it's like to be at a showcase event, and some of them are ready for it and ready to talk to the management and the people watching. So there's a whole host of things happening, but I feel like the support from the establishment, you talked about Senev doing an inquiry or Welsh Government supporting Peace or whatever, wherever the support is coming from. Arts Council have been um, hugely supportive of Forte and Focus and... They, to be fair, they've had a strategy for music in the last few years that has included Horizons and really sees things from a grassroots to an international level. How can we make things organised? And I feel like that strategy is starting to see fruit. Definitely. I think that just picking up on what you were saying, Beth, about Ladies of Rage, I think the good thing is with Welsh music, and it has actually always been the case, you know, you look at other parts of the country and um, whenever you know Liverpool or Manchester or, or Scotland has um, had a vibrant scene it's usually based around one particular style of music and Wales being such a parochial country such a diverse country there's no defining sound in a sense and I think that's the best thing about Wales that it's a real sort of glorious diversity from you know, every style of music you can think of without trying to go through every genre I can think of, which is, you know, fantastic. And just coming back to what you were saying, Neil, earlier about, you know, I think we are in a golden era for culture in Wales, you know, music, uh, comedy, film, TV and sport. And coming back to the whole cool Cymru thing, I think there are parallels that you know, what that gave us in the 90s was a confidence and an identity. And I think, you know, too long we've had an inferiority complex about who we are and what we are. And we're too quick to, or we have been too quick to reply on, uh, to rely on stereotypes in the past. Happy almost to be seen as some kind of living museum. And, you know, for me personally, I hanker after a modern, vibrant Wales and walk tall with confidence on the world stage and I think you know culture us as the land of song however you want to couch it is so incredibly important and everything Bethan said about you know I think finally those with influence and the funders the government have actually woken up to contemporary music in Wales it was such a hard sell for so long and has you know and to a point still is I guess but that is changing and that is so incredibly encouraging, I guess. Yeah, I asked what lessons could be learned in terms of the first sort of uh, iteration of Court Cymru and Bethan, you mentioned um, Fionn there. We're going to get her on uh, in, in the new year and there's characters like yourselves who've been championing it, but also people like Kev and Al at Pist and Griffith Libertino who they sort of saw it the first time round. Did you think that they have learned lessons and put in their history to practice? Oh, absolutely. People's experience and even in the folk world, 
world as well. And they're touring the world from the experiences of bands that started maybe 20 years ago. I think it's Jamie Smith's Mabon. I was talking to the members of the band saying they went out to Lorient Festival on a whim, were playing pubs in order to be seen by the bookers. 20 years on, we're seeing bands like No Good Boy are winning Lorient Festival this year. That's a massive statement. This is the biggest collection of Celtic nations who tour internationally all the time because folk music has a very specific and passionate audience. You know, I think that's a perfect example of where Wales has got organised and using people's talents and knowledge from the past and putting it into practice. It's all about contacts, isn't it? Networking and perhaps I think some of us, I'm, I'm including myself, have done it inadvertently. You know, 20 years ago, I got the opportunity to work on Radio 1, which meant that you naturally have contacts and meet people at festivals. And so we're tapping into those contacts now. That One of the people that is hugely supportive of the work we do with Horizons is a person I met running a small independent label in London 20 years ago. Now she's working at Sony and uh, hugely supportive of helping us and nurturing and advice and just happy to be involved with the panels that we put on and putting their you know I don't know it's just about networking and contacts from all of us that have been involved in music for a while and hopefully putting something back in and um, you're part of the uh, 20 person um, Cardiff Music Board which met for the first time last night you're able to tell us how it went it's a very large board and uh, I, I was really impressed by the calibre and the range of talents on board that's uh, the first thing I think um, it was very difficult. The, we're just basically following the recommendations from the Sound Diplomacy report, and it's going to take a while. I feel a lot of pressure on this music board to have results, and I do hope that people will let us discover our feet a little bit. There's a lot of people we've never met before suddenly in a room together, um, what an amazing collection of, like I mentioned about people's experience, um, p- from production to venues to grassroots to education. You had everything covered, police, licensing, everything came up last night. So I would say the first meeting is probably just a bit of a settling in situation. And I, I really think that there's powerful voices that will represent music really well. I, I feel there's a lot of pressure online already about what are you doing and when are we going to see the results, you know, and boards are one of those things where I think we will be a, a place that people can go for opinion when, when the council are trying to work out things like this new stadium that's been announced today. There's a lot of policy that hopefully we'll be able to influence but at the moment, you know, I think we're just trying to find our feet. You mentioned Welsh language. That's obviously had a, an amazing couple of years. You know, bands like Adwaith, you know, winning the Welsh Music Prize. And music plays a really important part in, in ensuring that the Welsh language uh, continues to thrive. Um, you know, things like uh, Loop on S4C and Rhys Moynes, uh, Shart Amgen last night. Dave, what have you seen in uh, Welsh language music? We keep going back to Cool Cymru, but, you know, it, it was very much an, an English language uh, group of bands. Obviously, Super Furry's released Mung, and uh, there's a few sort of tracks in, in, in the first couple of albums. But, you, you know, ironically, what underpinned Cool Cymru essentially was um, a massive uprising in Welsh language music in the late 80s that... And went hand in hand with the prevailing political climate at the time and in one sense you know there are parallels between you know what is happening now 
politically, nationally, and the bands that came through and you know formed a nucleus of cool Cymru back in the day. And you can almost see that happening again. You know, it's incredibly vibrant. As I mentioned earlier, I think it's some kind of grassroots uprising. There's a lot of people who are taking um, cues from the past, and you know, ironically, you, you, you've got those. Um, Torchbearers, if you like, like like Griff Reese and you know Mark Roberts, Catatonia, who has um, got a new lease of life as uh, Mister Mr. Yeah. Um, you know, two albums in two years, and you know, rightly being seen as somebody hugely influential who played a massive part back in the day. And I think for you know young kids coming through now to see what has gone before and using that as a huge influence and um, a starting point for them culturally is is really important and um you know but also a prevailing sense of bilingualism i guess you know we're a bilingual nation and um you know what i'd love to see is the two languages sit side by side um and influence each other you know i'd, I'd really be up for more shared bills things like that I, you know if we're aiming to grow the language um you know the target of one million Welsh speakers i think we need to be um, quite broad in our view of um, the two languages existing side by side in terms of music, but there's no doubt that on the Welsh language scene in particular, it is incredibly vibrant. Just, again, volume of bands, you know, young kids picking up guitars and being inspired, you know, for us, um, uh, or for me, Bethan, sorry, as as, uh, the elder statesman of this group, you know, to see that still fills me with absolute joy you know i think of the whole diy aesthetic from um the 80s you know and they were by um labels like um angst in particular um that fostered the first generation of welsh language bands and you know labels like libertino now are, are doing the same sort of job and so those parallels still exist and we're still creating and uh, you know i was talking about the support network behind people and you've touched on it there huge credit to Radio Cymru and S4C who've always supported the Welsh music scene Um, and that it it provides them you know whether they're doing a video whether they get paid well for a gig it's not providing a living for anybody I think it just provides a little bit of money that goes towards the next release I was going to say as well huge credit to Deed Music Cymru what an amazing event that really brings people together and one of the things I love about Deed Music Cymru there's an incredible atmosphere down Womanby Street which you know is a huge creative hub but what I love about it is seeing the schools there's school discos happening across Wales and they had this big uh, boombox caravan that went round with DJs and all the kids dancing there's a whole campaign called Sharta where children learn about a band a week and they've got uh, a big poster on the wall saying candelas and here's their lyrics and here's their pictures and so I mean my child's in school and she's seven and she will she's been singing Os Gwynedd um, and things like that and she doesn't know where it comes from she was singing David Yuan's Amaoheed you know and (laughs) she's been learning it in the choir I think then they go to the festival and they know the words and they know the artists and it's so important to kind of Lock younger, I think, with that, the, where the music passion is coming from. Funny you say that, but my daughter's 10 and exactly the same experience. I went to uh, parents' evening the other night and um, there was the band of the week and it was actually Mark Roberts of, uh, you know, Catatonia fame and there was lots of information about, about him. But, you know, my daughter goes to an after-school club and the woman who runs it was in a band in the 80s and uh, 
playing you know the history of welsh music over the the sound system when the kids are playing and it just absorbs basically you know she she loves cymru clwyd clown roost by a curve you know she came over and volunteered that information to me and you know red eggy paris by Anne revin and then um covered by candelas candelas of yeah. course during the last euros you know and um it, it, i guess it's just torches and flames being passed through generations isn't it yeah so uh, congratulations to deed music cymru for for a welsh government incentive which it's really uh, it feels like it's reached people across wales and that's another difficult thing when we often talk about welsh music it's either south wales or you know wrexham's got an amazing scene or uh Canadvon, Bangor, and and there's all these pockets of activity that we're calling wales yeah. But Deed Music feels like it's everywhere. You will have a school in Llanidlois mm. and you'll have a, a huge event in Aberystwyth. And I feel like there's more of a map of activity around that than almost anything else. Yeah, yeah um, I think it's uh, sort of inspiring for sort of young uh, first language uh, Welsh speakers who are picking up guitars now uh, to potentially get on the bill at sort of Tafoil and stuff like that. But also uh, seeing the likes of Alpha, who, you know, last year they had one million plays on Spotify, the first Welsh language band to do that. Now up to three million plays with Gwenin, uh, Gwenwyn and Pla. So it just goes to show the huge reach Welsh language music can have now. We met up actually with um, Deep Music Camry last week and uh, Gareth uh, Cardew Richardson, uh, formerly or still with uh, Zabrinski, a key sort of figure there. Um, and they're going to have a focus in 2020 for uh, for learn- Welsh learners as well so another sort of way of of getting people to embrace Welsh language music from a sort of learning sense and you know Dave you talked about that one yeah, million figure important. I think this is an exception to what I've seen anyway through somebody who lived through the 80s and saw the emergence of Welsh language bands then and then those those bands you know um, singing in English which obviously caused some kind of um, you know, controversy maybe at the time, but I think grew the language essentially back then. It's, you know, there's an acceptance of it nationally. I think back then it was almost seen as some kind of novelty or, you know, Wales is some kind of backwater. And now I think we just, like I say, we stand tall on a national and international scale and the language is pivotal to that. It's embroidered in who we are as people. Uh, that's very important but also getting it to English language schools as well and letting them experience that side of things is so important I I, I guess You mentioned that you know an often overlooked sort of part of Cool Cymru was the underpinning of uh, of the 80s scene and you know a a sort of seminal release it with um, Rhys Moynes and Ren Records with uh, Camorta Wechlu curation of amazing music going on in in the mid 80s and Rhys himself would bang down the door of uh, you know John Peel's offices and hand over tapes and stuff to them in in a wine bar a bag of cassettes yeah. went to the NME Melody Maker exactly. and, you know, literally kicking down the doors. But I think the doors have already been opened now. Yes. We don't need to do that again. No. And that's something that, you know, we should be proud of and also thankful for, you know, yeah. that oft-coined phrase standing on the shoulders of giants. Very much so. I just wanted to do a quick, like, nod to some other influential people that don't often get mentioned but the producers behind records yeah. you know the, um, I was thinking about Ramesh and the influence he had yeah. uh, over decades really with the Welsh music scene but international it's that respect that they've got Stefan Pringle has had an yeah. enormous effect on so many bands and getting those records sounding good enough to get national airplay X-Radio loves everything he produces yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tom Reese 
from Buzzard, I feel, is so integrated with an incredibly energetic Cardiff scene. Definitely. And I don't know whether providing a way of recording and bands like Bandicoot from Swansea being um, part of that as well. And the Swansea Music Hub and scene and the festival there. Yeah. This is all about passionate individuals in Wales. There is no, you know, like Dave said, I, I hate saying that Wales is small because actually Iceland uh, are incredibly good at marketing themselves as, a, you know, the Airwaves Festival in Reykjavik. When I went to Reykjavik, I had such a shock that it's one street. It's that small. Yeah, yeah. And we talk about Wales being small and then yeah. you kind of look at um, Estonia at the moment within, you know, this is getting political, but within a European situation, they've got Tallinn Music Week, which is really rising as a, showcasing festival for people to go to yeah. um, and it gets you know a huge respect it has a smaller population than Cardiff so sometimes when we kind of we, we belittle Wales as well but I, it is a complex country this yeah. north south east west Welsh English and then all the musical genres within it that yeah. we're trying to cover and Wales isn't a genre and yet nope. we sometimes treat yeah. it like one yeah. but I, I just think it's been it's such an exciting privilege to feel energized by what's around you and the people around you and for me music is about people and personality and it's just a joy isn't it to see artists reaching people with words with music um, to reach new audiences to see swathes of young people at mice be thousands of people going crazy is just an incredible thing because no one else outside of wales knows about it and you kind of like this is an amazing secret. Like, we've yeah. got this language that's reaching, culturally reaching people that we couldn't imagine, and yet it's ours. Nobody knows about it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think, thing, you know, you talk about airwaves in Iceland. You know, we, we, I do think we, we actually punch above our weight in terms of festivals as well, yeah. You know, we talked about Focus Wales, Soon Hub Festival in Cardiff, you know, Green Man. These are all majorly established festivals now that have grown exponentially in recent years and put Wales on the map. So, you know, you're right, Beth, of course, to talk about Iceland and airwaves. And, you know, I think we do remarkably well for, for who we are also, you know. Yeah, you mentioned producers there, Beth, and, and, you know, without producers, we wouldn't have the albums that we've got. So I think what we'll do now is we'll count down our top three albums of the year from Welsh artists. And starting with you, Beth, and what's your number three? My number three is Cotton Wolf and Ovni. Oh, nice. This took me by surprise. Don't know a huge amount about Cotton Wolf. Had the pleasure of interviewing them, uh, covering Lisa Gwilym's show and Raja Cymru. But Ovni, which features the beautiful vocal of Holly from Adwaith. It just took me by surprise as an album. I think it's something I've listened to a lot. It feels like it's been with me this year and a surprise for me to have an artist in my top three that I you know, wasn't that familiar with at the beginning of the year. Yeah, um, Ovni was uh, number eight last night in uh, Rhys Moynshot, I'm Gonna Radio Cymru. Um, and I think Cotton Wolf were part of the, uh, the piss tour of English cities as well. So uh, there's been quite a few. I've written, you know, um, Ritual Cloak, another electronic album that surprised me this year. Charlie Francis's collaboration with lots mm. of vocalists. I think it came out at the tail end of last year. Um, Fleur de Lise's album. These are, the, these are all ones that narrowly missed out my list. At Odds' collaboration with Lloyd Owen. Um, and so they've not made the top three, but I've loved 
there's been an amazing array of albums coming out this year. I know it was an ask to uh, to narrow it down to your top three. Is <laughs> I've it, squeezed in a massive <laughs> list there. Like, um, but it's similar to the Welsh Music Prize, you know, that was a short yeah. list of 12 from a ream of albums released over a very short period of time. Dave, what's, your, what's number three on your list? Well, I've gone for uh, Pretty Vicious, Beauty of, Beauty of Youth. Um, you know, this story is being told uh, quite quite a lot over the years, I guess, you know, of a band that came out of Merthyr five years ago this month, actually, um, unheralded in a way, unexpected, and it, an incredible story, probably one that will, the like of which we'll never see again, but I just remember going to their debut show at uh, the Red House in Merthyr and seeing the bizarre sight of half of the London music industry walking around Merthyr Town Centre in the days, wondered where they were and why they were here. Um, astonishing, essentially, on, on the back of one song, Cave Song, which ignited the imaginations of the, uh, of the London music industry, I guess. Um, and so much was expected, and I guess it's, you know... It's a redemptive story for a lot of bands out there about uh, just be careful what you wish for and how record labels, major record labels, can chew you up and spit you out. You know, a band with incredible promise, you know, astonishing songs, wonderful young band. You know, we all remember that um, Elliot, the drummer, was 15 and taking his GCSE music on the day that... They supported the Manic Street Preachers at Cardiff Castle. You know, for such a young band, they, they did achieve a lot. And I just think that I chose Beauty of You because it was great to finally see them release that album that they'd been promising for years. And, you know, it's a snarling, raging epic of an album. It's a fitting epitaph that, of a band that, you know, sailed so close to the sun that it was inevitable in a way they were going to get burnt. And... You know, all love and strength goes out to the band as they explore new avenues. And, and to Brad, the uh, front man who has, you know, suffered his own particular issues and, you know, has been through a hell of a lot. You know, we're, we're, we're all behind him and I hope to see him recover through everything he's been through and, and come back fitter and stronger than ever. Yeah. Definitely. Neil, what about you? What's your number three? Uh, tough choice, but I went for Griff Reese. Pang is a sixth studio album solo. Um, it's a collaboration between Griff and Muzi, a South African DJ and producer. Um, it came about due to a collaboration with Damon Alban and Africa Express uh, last year for Aguli, uh, which uh, is where he met Muzi. It's um, a really sort of joyful summary album. It's... it's, it's, it's it just makes you feel good. I mean, underneath it, there's everyday worries like digital surveillance and stuff like that and um, social media spying on you. But yeah, in amongst it is this really summery pop. Uh, it's, you've seen it described as um, African pop meets Welsh Americana, um, which is a really nice description. It zips by in under 30 minutes. You know, I, I listened to it on a car journey about three times in a row on the weekend and it absolutely flies by. Um, lovely sort of acoustic harmonies and melodies on it. Um, there's little bits a bit more electronic sound, a bit more like sort of say um, Gorillas or something like that. And um, yeah, as, as Griff describes it himself, a short shot album, a pang of positivity that jolted me personally out of the omnipresent political gloom and out of my musical coma. Wow. Yeah. 
I couldn't say it better. <laughs> no one else could. A fabulous <laughs> album. I, I regret now not having it in my top three. <laughs> He's an absolute auteur, isn't he? You oh, know, yeah. you can yeah. never second guess Griff Reese. You know, I, I, I doubt we'll, we'll see anybody who's got that individual talent and um, instinctive ability to create something wildly different every time, you know? His lyrics are so clever as well. Like, the, the, all the puns and the play on words in Welsh and in English, yeah. they're, and they're funny. It's just amazing. Yeah, you talk about 2019 Welsh music being prolific and, you know, no one more so prolific than Griff both English and Welsh, solo, uh, collaboration, uh, super furries, Fakofi Paub, just like yeah. an amazing figure in Welsh music. And a filmmaker. And a filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. So, Bethan, you mentioned my third choice, um, which is uh, Irod's uh, um the collaboration with uh, novelist uh, Lloyd Owen um, and podcaster, great podcaster if, if you haven't listened to it. But yeah, I just thought it was a fascinating concept, the fact that the band approached him to, to, to write a... Um, a novel and then they sort of like almost created a soundtrack to a novel yeah. very dark very dystopian in terms of the, the, the context it's about a Wales where the Welsh language is, is a crime and the music plays that hard but very melodic as well you have the introductionist Cloyd reading an excerpt from the novel talking about the lead character and follow up then with a with a beautiful counter to that uh, in terms of Taimlon Brav a fantastic concept but I think it's more than a concept it's a wonderful showcase of a band who've been doing a, a lot of good things over over, over a long period of time. What's your number two, Bethan? I'm going to go with Kate Le Bon and Reward, uh, her fifth album. I just think in terms of, we were talking about Griff's creativity, Kate is Marmite to a lot of people, um, strange and beautiful, and I've been playing her music. For me, it's her otherworldliness is also her charm, and it's what some people don't understand. You know, she's almost a bit like David Bowie in terms of creating an alien character for herself, um, especially when we saw her performing at the Mercury's. You know, there is another worldliness. I love that about her. I've always loved her music. I've found some of, uh, you know, I'll be completely honest, some of the side projects like drinks yeah. uh, are too avant-garde for me and I find them difficult to listen to. I was, lis I was watching drinks play at Festival Number no. 6 when you when it was the last day and it had been um, the downpour and watching them in the I was like this is too much for my head <laughs> right now please stop <laughs> and it's like really hard when you love an artist to your absolute soul and then you find something they do quite difficult but I feel that that is her expression of all the arts that she's interested in I saw this year she was curating a festival in Belgium and just her interest in music is so wide and I just, there's nothing that, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in awe of her personality and her creativity and love reward as an album as well. Yeah, she's, she's a true artist as well, isn't she? And, and, you know, I think quite an interesting story behind this album was she moved from LA to the, to the Peak District or Lake District, sorry, to enrol in a course making furniture and did that in the day and then went home 
to a cottage on her own and wrote the album. And I think for the first time composing on a piano. But yeah, another true true artist. I, I mentioned this in the the Welsh Music Prize podcast with Hugh Stevens. Obviously, she was nominated for that with this album as she was for the Mercury Prize. It's quite easy to make comparisons, but she's almost like the, the Welsh Kate Bush. You know, she has an aesthetic. Her name, you know, itself is a is a stage name, as 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 is David Bowie. Oh, I thought she was Simon Le Bon's daughter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure that was reported quite early on. That's, um, that's a great little marketing tactic, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a brilliant stage name. I, I just think there's a bravery about her artistic uh, qualities that, you know, for many a year she's cut her own path and none of us know the sacrifices that costs for a person to say, to move to LA, to, to sever the ties with family and friends, to, to just say... I remember her touring with St. Vincent by herself and going on their tour bus and not knowing them. You know, all these things um, are huge personal sacrifices, aren't they, to, towards a, a kind of further goal. Yeah. Dave, um, on to you next, mate. What's your number two? Um, my number two sort of straddles the generations in a sense. Um, it's Sigma by The Alarm. Um, and it, I, I put that in for uh, just many different reasons, really. I, I mean, I've been a huge admirer of... Mike Peters for many years you know he was the artist uh, first Welsh artist that I really connected with back in the 80s when I was growing up you know to see a band from Wales actually being successful outside of the country was uh, a, a real novelty I guess but 1989 the alarm released Change and Newid which was the first Welsh language English language concurrent release um, which was groundbreaking then and you know, he, he's a survivor, and he's a survivor on every level. It's obviously been well documented about his cancer fight, and he's a three-time cancer survivor. But as an artist, to retain a community and actually grow a community and a fan base that he has, and, you know, with the help of his, um, the incredibly, his incredibly inspirational partner, Jules, for three decades is pretty phenomenal you know I think we forget the alarm were actually quite big in America when they toured with U2 during the 80s and he's always had a, a massive fan base out there that they continue to indulge and uh, the fans continue to support him and Sigma is um, an album that just sees a man creating and moving forward and coming up with fantastic songs you know, one of my moments of the year was seeing the Killers pay tribute to Mike and the Alarm at uh, Cardiff Castle playing the Alarm song Rain in the Summertime. Um, must have a surprise of Mike, who had no idea it was going. There's a lovely video out there of um, him stood there and the surprise dawning on his face as the Killers, who uh, self-confessed big fans of the Alarm, uh, paid tribute to him and then... A couple of weeks later, they had a Midsummer's Night gathering, um, actually the same night as the Manics played Cardiff Castle, and uh, they returned the favour um, uh, playing a version of all these things that I've done. Um, so a nice little reciprocal tribute there. But, it, no, he's an incredibly inspirational, uh, creative individual that keeps coming up with new ruses every year, um, I just think he's phenomenal and, you know, goes under the radar a little bit, I think, in his own country. And, you know, we should pay tribute and testimony to, you know, somebody who is a pretty legendary figure in Welsh music. 
Yeah, definitely. I remember, um, yeah, when we worked together, um, you took me to see him uh, in like the point or the gate, and it was my point. first, yeah, the point and my first yeah. introduction to him and, and the alarm. And um, I was very surprised when we, we had you on on the first episode of the podcast that you didn't choose an alarm album. And I know that was a very difficult decision for you, Dave. Very difficult, but uh, I think it was there was some inside knowledge i think james that maybe other people were going to be choosing alarm albums as well but true, yeah true, very true. difficult decision neil what's your number two uh i'm gonna go for keys uh bring me the head of jerry garcia um not even a month released yet but i've had it on pretty much constant uh, rotation essentially come out on the 22nd november from libertino records who as we mentioned earlier doing amazing things for music in wales um, first thing that struck me really was uh, what a title. Um, it's like a fusing of the um, Sam Peckinpah, uh, Mexican Western, Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia with a Grateful Dead singer, Jerry Garcia. It's just the fifth album from uh, the Cardiff Bass Psych Rock Collective, I think you would call him. Uh, used to be Murray the Hump, uh, old uh, John Peel favourites. And they're, they're a really hard band to sort of pigeonhole in terms of their sound, really. They're, there's bits that actually sound like the Black Keys. Um, Leaf Mound just got a bit of Black Sabbath in it. Black and white reminds me, it's sort of like a fusion of um, Do You Want to Know and Arabella by Arctic Monkeys. There's even bits of like sort of Black Rebel Motorcycle and uh, club band Eagles of Death Metal in Only Want Your Rock and Roll. But yeah, just the guitars sound amazing. Um, as you were saying, Beth, earlier about the amazing production um, jobs that Stefan Pringle does. Uh, obviously of Estrons and uh, he produced Hard Boys Melian. The, the guitars just sound amazing. The drums are amazing. Drum obviously featuring um, Davey from Boyzuga. There's no part that I'll skip on the album. I, I, it's just a really coherent, um, concise listen. It's got um, a bit more of an indulgent start to it with Pussyfoot and Gareth Bale, Kill My Scene, great title again. <laughs> And yeah, I just love it. Brilliant. Yeah, great album. I was going to choose uh, Kate Le Bon Reward for, for number two, or I have chosen Kate Le Bon Reward for, uh, for number two. So we move on, Bethan, because we've already covered that one. What's your favourite album of 2019? I have chosen Adwaith and Melin. And I know it's obvious because of the Welsh Music Prize, but it's also not. I think what struck me when they won the Welsh Music Prize this year was how short a span, how short a time it is since I first saw them live, since I first came across their singles. Um, I've got pictures on my phone from the first ever gig, which was International Women's Day. There was a gig in Swansea with no one in, and uh, I was watching them, and a couple of other people were there, and it was like... I, l I just loved those first singles they released on Libertino. And there was a sound, I think it's Holly's voice to start with. There's a sound that reminds me of singers like Kim Deal. And um, there's a 90s riot girl about their politics, yeah. about their fashion sense. <laughs> there's, um, everything about them is like, you're not going to tell me what to do. So there's um, an attitude... There's a beautiful quality to her voice. Uh, there's a charm and there was a youth and there was an energy about them. And that was only two years ago. And what have they achieved since then has been incredible. So debut album, winning this prize, it did mean everything. And it is an amazing sign as well for a band that don't quite fit anywhere. Like, although they've got a fantastic home at Libertino, they're not like any other band in Wales. They're Welsh language, but don't really sit next to any of the big indie kind of 
bands like Arods and all the bands that play the Estedvod. So they're so unique in, in so many ways, but that's why they cross over. And sometimes it's the bands that don't fit in that sometimes go further in terms of international appeal. Yeah, I think they've definitely got that um, international appeal and, and they're quite spread out as a, as a unit themselves. I think, you know, Gwen Clian, who writes the lyrics, amazing lyrics, and, you know, you've got Holly, who you mentioned before as well, who, who's in university in Cardiff, and then Heleth, who's in, in London. So quite spread out themselves, but yeah, an amazing sort of testament to, to their hard work and sheer talent that um, they can get together, rehearse and then go off to Canada and, and do the Focus Whale showcases as well and yeah, great achievement to win, to win the Welsh Music Prize. So this time last year they went into Rockfield and recorded a bilingual version of Supergrass is Alright there's something about those lyrics that feel like they sum up Adwaith for me about the youth and the energy and the challenge that they throw out of the world to like tell them what to do, you know uh, uh, it's punk isn't it, in every way and I'm so glad that they've had the support from Griff from Libertino to to be themselves to not change in any way for me they're a fresh uh, breath of fresh air for the for the Welsh language music scene they're also just an incredibly powerful female advocate for Welsh music in terms of international there's no one you know that's so unique as a voice and political I admire everything about them and They've been themselves throughout all these, you know, people can sway you on your musical journey, I think, and they've just stuck to their guns about being a strong trio. And there's nothing more charming than when we fall in love with music, we also want to fall in love with being that gang. And you see them and you see how tight they are as a unit and how much fun they have together. And do you know what? They support other artists more than anybody as well. They're down the front dancing to the other Libertino acts. And we've seen that throughout the whole of their career, that they um, are constantly talking about the music they're listening to. And um, they're generous in their musical spirit as part of the musical community. Um, they are amazing ambassadors for Wales. Yeah, and uh, Gwenllian was curating Loop as well, and was showcasing, you know, Los Blancos, um, Pat from from that bluggy as well. So yeah, yeah, definitely ambassador. You know, knowing their musical history yeah. and knowing uh, where they come from in terms of. You know, Pat from Dapluggy, that she she wasn't even born when Dapluggy were making music and being played on the radio. That's an amazing thing to be knowledgeable about things that do matter. I, I have loved the fact that um, throughout the last few months with a very challenging political climate, that what we've seen more than anything else is young artists speaking their mind, having a voice, being political. Because I've, to be fair, I've been slightly despairing of the fact that young people haven't wanted to engage with politics. They have to. And seeing the gig that happened, uh, the uh, Plan B gig that the the Steadwood put on, I think, in West Wales, where they finished chanting political slogans, is is a brilliant thing. They they they're a band that is in the middle of a revolution. Yeah, oh, definitely. Dave, how are you going to top that? What's your top <laughs> album? Baffin perfectly stole my thunder, as <laughs> mine is Adwife and Melon. And it's, you know, I'm not going to repeat what you said, Beth, because, you, you know, you succinctly and perfectly summed up my, my feelings about them. You know, perfect female role models, innocent joy about what they do. It's that DIY aesthetic, it's the polit- prevailing political climate, it's the creativity, it's being anchored at 
Libertino who have just revolutionised the Welsh music scene, you know, with labels like um, um, Pop Deep Ping and Country Mile and Bubble Rap, you know, let's not forget them. Um, I just want to read something that it really struck a chord with me uh, when it was published and um, it's a music writer called Simon Tucker from Carmarthen who does a brilliant job championing Welsh language music and he wrote a review of Adwife's album from um, for Louder Than War, uh, John Robb's uh, magazine and website and it, it just perfectly summed up, you know, Simon, uh, same as Bethan and uh, me to a certain extent have seen them from day one and, and developed. So Simon wrote they are a trio who are doing things the exact way they want to, no chasing the in crowd or crawling up to those who have placed themselves at the top of an imagined pile of importance those whose blessings you seem to need to get anywhere in Wales have come to them, and that is even more exciting. So I just echo what Bethan has said, essentially. You know, I think they are the archetype of the excitement and the enjoyment and the enthusiasm that we've all had uh, for Welsh music in 2019, and long may it continue into 2020. Yeah, definitely. Neil, what have you got for your number one? I'm going to go with Pretty Vicious, uh, Beauty of Youth. Uh, I won't speak too long because Dave covered it so well earlier, but um, just the absolute sort of immediacy of the album, really. I mean, it, it took a little bit of uh, time to come out, but it didn't disappoint at all. Um, the fact that I've always admired their absolute sort of uh, guts, I suppose, and balls, for lack of a better word, uh, in terms of like, as you were saying about the Red House gigs, you know, the drum was 15 years old, yeah, you know, that, yeah. that is incredible, you know, with all yeah. these um, records uh, labelled in, in the house and just having that absolute sheer courage to do that um, and to have songs so sort of fully developed as well. Fully as formed, a, yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. A bunch of teenagers. Uh, you know, and their, their courage is there from the very start with, um, I'm sure you remember the merchandise, which was... Yes. Um, Simon, Simon Cowell. Cowell, yeah. Simon Cowell, yeah. <laughs> well, you, well, you think, like, a lot of people their age maybe, you know, might love the X Factor and that, but they're the complete opposite. Where it was, you know, really setting up their stall. Just the fact that they call themselves like you know it's an amalgamation of pretty vacant and Sid Vicious you know p- putting them in the same sort of categories the sort of uh, Sex Pistols yeah. their name yeah and the artwork was very sort of uh, yeah. reminiscent of Sex Pistols artwork but yeah. I know they've said in interviews we're not a punk band there, there is more sort of nuance to them you know there's stuff like Playing With Guns which is like a really cool to, uh, song off the new album and like there's stuff like Cave Song and National Plastic not actually on the album which no. you know you could think no. like it would have been absolutely phenomenal if it, those had been on it yeah but um yeah, just uh, again, like a really coherent, concise uh, album. And I'm just so pleased, really, with all the sort of problems uh, they've had and the record label problems with uh, EMI yeah. and perhaps not seeing eye to eye with Owen Morris. Mm. I'm just so pleased that they got this album out. And it's just a testament to how good that, um, they were, you know, at, at their peak. And, you know, you see a lot of bands fall by the wayside and never release that first album. Yeah. And yeah, amazing, you know, they're, they're flying the flag for where I live in Merthyr. Um I, I love it. Thunderous riffs, blistering vocals from Brad. And uh, yeah, brilliant. Love it. So a bit of a disclaimer here, or disclosure, that I would have chosen Adwife Mellon in, in one of the top three, um, as I did <laughs> tip them for the Welsh Music Prize, but the album was released in 2018, so I didn't include it in my choices. <laughs> but I did choose a Libertino release 
uh, for my number one and I don't think I couldn't have chosen a Libertino release in my top three and I've gone with Los Blancos Spuriel Grin a fantastic album they've been talked about for a while it did take a long time for this album to come out as well um, it was two years since a debut single and um, we talked about producers earlier and um, you know Chris Jenkins collaborator with Griff Hate LeBon uh, H. Hawkline Gulp working with uh, with with a band in in uh, Cardiff Signal Box and a fantastic album. I saw it as a similar sort of um, album in terms of the introspective lyrics that about universal themes, but um, kind of like like Melon. We mentioned a documentary of their lives, and and Dave coincidentally, I've got a uh, Simon Tucker quote as well about the album. <laughs> well done, Simon. It feels like the male side of the coin to Adwise feminist statement. Melon. Yeah. And Oshan in the band, he's Heleth's brother. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah, Caro Vilan, Keep Me Up, was in uh, Shah Am Great again song. last night. Yeah. Fantastic song. Features one of my favourite lyrics of last year, but maybe ever. Tiur Dan, Win. You're the black tooth in a row of white. Absolutely fantastic. Quality. Lo-fi, slacker, sort of fuzzy guitar, like pavement. Very much like pavement, yeah. Quite a tough band to live up to, but there's a bit of velvet underground about them for me as well. And got to talk about the effortless understated vocal performance that Gwyn has that definitely doesn't go go unnoticed and caught them playing at the mixer before the Welsh Music Prize the other week where they were one of the three recipients of, uh, of the Nutriscal Award that the judges offered to those bands who they thought had a bright future for music in Wales and I wouldn't be surprised uh, if they followed their label mate Adwaith uh, with, a, with a Welsh Music Prize win yeah. in 2020 yeah big fan of that band that's a brilliant I love that track by uh, Los Blancos Cadavilan it's so catchy it's brilliant um, incredibly melodic we've talked so much about Libertino and you mentioned a few other record labels Dave that yeah. I feel there's one that we haven't mentioned that I really want to um, Korsh Records run by Oz Gwynedd has had a huge mm. influence on what's been happening this year including the support of Alpha but some of the bands that they're working with that I think we'll see come through next year with um, albums, Gwilym, Lewis, yeah. um, really young, exciting bands on the Welsh music scene, but Korsh and Oz's own songwriting ability. I think he does go into studio with the artists and really help them structure their songs. And they've been recording with Rich in Verlas Studios in North Wales, another really hugely influential producer. So um, it's been a recurring theme, isn't it, throughout the discussion? Yeah. So I- it shows just the the nature and the pattern of the amount of people involved in creating this rich tapestry of what is occ- what's happening. I nearly said what's yeah. occurring around yeah. Wales. <laughs> Go on, say what's I occurring. I said it. <laughs> I was going to mention Alpha. I saw them last week and Lewis was supporting them, but maybe it was a little bit too soon for me to you know, choose that as an album, but definitely one that I, I was think considering. It is when, I think like the keys, for me, they're difficult out because when I'm listening to albums, usually it's like the last thing at night when I'm trying to chill out so maybe that's why I've chosen Cotton Wolf and Ritual Cloak as albums that I've loved this year because I'm quite often it's the timing yeah, and uh, Alpha and the Keys are not the kind of last <laughs> no, thing at night type albums <laughs> I need to start listening to them first thing in the morning to get me going yeah and another band um, and uh, label maybe coming a little bit too late but it's a nod far as well so Tree Hurdoith a sort of uh, bango um, a hip hop collective uh, did an album uh, showcase uh, a couple of weeks ago in club very interesting bit of a a 
mad performance at soon as well um yeah i i really wanted to include them but maybe come a little bit too soon but um hopefully they'll get a nod at the welsh music prize as well the the welsh hip-hop scene has always had a mad undercurrent and triwrdoeth certainly fit into that tradition um if we're throwing random names around um then i'm gonna mention rose hip tea house yeah um they haven't released an album so they're not on my list but i think they're an artist that we will see really great things come from them next year i just wanted to add one into the mix as well and um Again, just come to prominence in the last couple of months, and that's um, Panic Shack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, tremendous band. Uh, look incredible, sound incredible. Their soon gig was off the scale by the look of it. I wasn't actually there, but it, again, just tremendously exciting to see young music makers like that creating. Catchy you know, song, real, Who Stole My Life, though, is it? Is that the. Yes. yes. But, but again, a real sort of DIY aesthetic. Just seeing people creating, you know, at the grassroots level, I do find that tremendously exciting. There's um, Club Fuzz as well, what oh, I yeah. mentioned. Oh, yeah, Hi, yeah, and, um, and Subs as well, another Libertino, uh, yeah. uh, from the Libertino stable, who, um, yeah. yeah, hopefully, I think, are maybe a, a, a release on the cards next year. So, um, you expect big things for them after... Uh, the prolific success of, of so the label. Many, aren't there? That's the thing. And someone who might not be as familiar on the um, kind of gigging circuit is Owen Felstead. Okay. He's an artist yeah. on Forty who, when his streaming uh, stats are off the scale, and yeah, we don't know much about him, but pure pop, and uh, on the Radio World's playlist at the moment, and he's just played the Royal Albert Hall as part of youth music oh, right. proms. So def- still in school, young artists to look out for. Okay, well, thank you both so much for your thank time. You. They really appreciate it. Um, and Beth, then we'll have to get you uh, on as and a special guest uh, in the new year. So have a think about your favourite album by a Welsh artist. Such a difficult thing. <laughs> but I think I know. A fantastic 2019. Really looking forward to 2020. And thank you both for supporting Welsh music and championing it as you have done for, for many years. Thank you. We'll play out this week with the new single, and as it's a festive time of year, we'll play the new Christmas single from uh, Carmarthen singer-songwriter um, Laurie Evans, um, who we met at the Welsh Music Awards the other day. This is her song. Um, I know uh, Bob Harris is a big fan of her, calls her one of his favourite artists, and this is a song called Nadolig Beth Sin Boisig, which means Christmas, what's important.